Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. Hello, I'm Michelle Michael. In this special series of Ag Future, we're talking with those working along the food supply chain about the impact of COVID-19. My guest today is Mr. Massimo Zanin. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. And I guess it would be good afternoon to you. You're in the uh, northeast part of Italy, right near to Venice? Yes, close to Venice, uh, about one hour uh, by car from Venice. Verona is the name of the city where where we are based. Italy was hit uh, quite hard by the coronavirus pandemic, but but you're starting to see a a glimmer of of hope, I think, right? What's life like for you right now? Well, personally, uh, let's say that uh, now we, we, we have this eight weeks lockdown that means that uh, in the last eight, uh, eight eight weeks the only things we were able to do is coming from home to the office and from the office going home then the other thing was shopping but very very not so often and and that that's all i mean the rest of the things were not alive so really i think that uh what the Italians in general, in general, demonstrated in these last eight weeks that uh, really they are able to follow to follow their rules given by the government. So really, they stayed home for eight weeks. Incredible for the Italians. It is incredible. Uh, are things now starting to open back up slowly, though? Yes, we are starting to go out. We are. Today, after eight weeks, we begin the, the so-called phase two. Uh, that means that more industries are going to start to uh, to restart to uh, to produce. So that means that around four and a half million people are going out every day uh, from from today. So I think that we begin to see a sort of of light at the end of the tunnel, uh, and to, we hope really to 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 have to see a better a better time in the next weeks. A better time means uh, more freedom to go out, uh, and also from an economic point of view, because we we cannot forget that all not only the industry but all the shops, all the small activities are still now. Uh, uh, shut down. So uh, really, we hope to see all these activities starting again, because it's important for our people, for the economy of Italy to start again. Yeah, and, and speaking of business, uh, Massimo, you're with Veronesi, one of the biggest poultry, swine and, and rabbit integrators. And uh, you have a feed mill there as well. Uh, on a very basic level, can you explain what that means? What does a poultry, swine, and rabbit integrator do? Well, um, as integrator, we uh, are involved in all the activities along the supply chain. That means that producing feed, we are on the market of the raw materials. Uh, and then we breed many, many uh, different uh, kind of animals, chicken, poultry, but also cattle, also pigs, also rabbits, and so on. And then we slaughter and we transform uh, these meat in, uh, in, in products that we sell on the supermarket, in the supermarket. So that means that we are involved 
in the wool supply chain. Uh, so as Veronese, imagine that Veronese is nowadays a company that employs directly almost 9,000 people. But if we uh, go also to the people working for us, even if not directly employed, we are talking of around 15,000 people working for the group. It's one of the most important uh, agri-business uh, group in Italy, one of the biggest in Europe, uh, turnover, consolidated turnover, over 3 billion euros, 3.3 billion US dollars. And because Veronese was founded uh, 62 years ago, 1958. And uh, I have to say that it started in, on the 1st of May, that a few days ago, we uh, celebrated the, our 62nd anniversary. Anyway, it was founded by Apollinare Veronese, our founder. Uh, uh, but in 1958, he was already 47. So not exactly uh, a young guy starting this new adventure after, after the, the Second World War. He was already married, was father of five children, but, but he, he saw the animal feed as a new important sector for the growth of the country at that time. Uh, at that time, we have to imagine that in Italy, animal breeding was not exactly what we see today. Uh, every family had at that time a couple of pigs or 10 chickens to feed. So, but what did they, the people give to the animals at that time? Probably the waste of the meal, of, of their meals, of the family meals. Well, so Apollinare Veronese saw how important it could be to improve the quality of the feed given to the animals. So he started in 1958 with the feed production, and 10 years later, 1968, he began his involvement in the poultry sector, uh, breeding first chicken and then turkeys, importing the turkeys from the U.S., because Turkey were not present at all in Italy. And then later on in the 80s, he expanded his activity to the peak breeding and slaughtering. So over, over the year, I have to say that this uh, remained the main sector, but uh, we, uh, the, 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 uh, the activity had been integrated, completed to, through via uh, internal growth and also acquisitions. Uh, nowadays, as we are involved in many activities, but we can, uh, let's say, organize all the activities in three large areas. We call them the three F, feed, farming, and food. Uh, we farm thousands and thousands of animals, and we, get, we go then, uh, after slaughtering, after processing the meat, on the market with two main brands, which are Aya, and Negroni. Aya is the brand we use for fresh, even if processed, but still fresh meat products. Is Aya and is a product sold mainly in Europe, North Africa and Europe. And Negroni is our brand for salami, ham, this great typical Italian products. And Negroni products you can find all over the world, from Japan to the US, uh, everywhere. So, uh, now we're considering a turnover of 3 billion euro, uh, almost uh, 15% of our turnover is exports. 
being one of the uh, largest um, and most important agricultural companies, what are you facing today because of COVID-19 in your business? Well, I have to say that we had to change completely our way to work. Uh, we were, let's say, lucky because agribusiness has been considered first in Italy, but after that also in the other countries as an essential business. That means that we could, we were in the position to continue to work. But obviously, uh, you remember that Italy was the first country outside China to be hit by the COVID-19 epidemic. Uh, it's true that the first cases were in a small area, uh, south of Milan. It, this area is really small, but it's of high intensity area for our sector. Uh, in this area, there are a lot of farms, mainly dairy farmers, also pigs, and many feed mills. Uh, we, one of our feed mills, uh, we have seven feed mills around Italy, but one of them is close to this area. So our involvement, I have to say, was immediate, immediate. And I remember the first alert came from, from the first, the so-called patient zero. Uh, the first case of positivity found in Italy was on February the 20th round. And it was Friday evening. And, and the day after, we had our first call, the call of the board of the executive committee to, to decide how to manage the situation. Yes, it was really a, a new situation for everyone. And it was really a, this unexpected new situation for everybody. And we're afraid about the health of our uh, people because we knew that we could go on with the production, but on the other side, we wanted to be sure to let our people work in a uh, safety and in a, in a healthy uh, position. So really, uh, we 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 work a lot in this week in, in those in weekend to define protocols together with the workers, together with the unions, because also the unions were afraid about the this new situation. So we work together in order to be able to continue to work without any risk. And so far we have done it, I have to say. That's that's great news. What, what does that mean uh, specifically? What uh, precautions did uh, workers have to take on the job so that they uh, remain safe? What did that look like? Uh, of course, there are different situations in different factories. If we look to this lockdown house, we can imagine how many people are working in a, a slaughtering uh, line. And so the first uh, concern was to uh, give more distance between one to the other. So uh, we uh, intervened in, in, the, in the number of people working at the same time in a slaughtering line. That means that we had to slow down uh, the rhythm of the slaughtering, the, that means that we uh, try to reduce the number of the people involved in every single shift in the uh, in the uh, slaughterhouse. And on the other side, we built uh, special track to go in to come out. Uh, of course, everyone 
of the people working in this situation was equipped with masks, gloves, and all the equipment needed in those situations. But I have to say that after more around two months of work in this situation, we are really, we have to say, I don't want to say it too loud, but uh, everything went really very well. On the other side, if we look to the feed meals, the situation is completely different because thanks to high investment in the last years in automation, in the feed meals, we have a limited staff presence. So it's easier to manage them, to make them operate in, 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 in condition of safety. Also, the people working in the feed mills were equipped with mass gloves. Uh, and, and then also the feed mills, we tried to reduce the number of people per sheet. Because the big concern was from the beginning to avoid the risk to have a, sh a staff shortage. Because in the event of positivity, of course, we should let uh, in, put in quarantine uh, the, all the people working together. So we reduce the number of people per shift also in the feed meals. Uh, and also in the feed meals, I have to say, no problem until today. Uh, also the truck drivers. Uh, looking to the truck drivers, uh, they were the first uh, figures involved in the problem because when in Italy uh, was defined the so-called red area, the first area, this small area south of Milan, they had to go there to deliver the feed. So they were the first people involved in the emergency. But also to them, we gave our, our procedures. Uh, we gave them the mask and the gloves needed to, uh, to, to, to go in contact with the farmers. And so they were invited to follow all the safety rules of the group. Well, I have to say that in the last eight weeks, it's weeks is really difficult to enter a Bernese factory, but really it was necessary. We know then, the uh, workers were dramatically impacted. What about the customers? Were the customers of the company affected as well? Of course, our customer, which are the farmers, uh, are, uh, they, they were involved also in the confusion of the market. But first, in the behavior, our behavior, to the, uh, the, 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 uh, the customer, the farmers, uh, uh, try to find <laughs> different way to, to maintain this kind of contact. Because um, really, uh, we, we invented different ways like, uh, I don't know, uh, more frequent uh, call to them. Our first concern also there was to say, to say to the sellers, to the consultant that, uh, who usually had the contact with the farmers, to, uh, to, to be more frequently than normal in contact with them. We really, we invented many ways to make it. And, uh, under, other, under an hashtag, we said the hashtag is Veronese Convoy, Veronese with you. And, uh, under this hashtag, uh, we prepared more frequent newsletter, uh, personalized WhatsApp messages, uh, corporate videos, uh, uh, explaining them what we were doing in order to maintain the same level of service, of quality of the product and of services we uh, were giving them. 
video messages, and and of course, our experts, our vets, our technicians, not in the position to have a physical, a personal contact, they began to use their platforms uh, or WhatsApp uh, video calls to keep in a remote way the suggestion, the advices that the farmer uh, needed. So I have to say that uh, our breeders, we know that our customers are really our great, probably our greatest asset. So they cannot think that they've been left alone for even one minute. So Veronese had to be always there together with the, with the, with the customer, with the farmers. As uh, much as it seems impossible to prepare for a pandemic, do you think the agriculture sector could have done things differently? And on that note, what lessons can we learn from this in the way our food supply chain works? To be prepared, to be really prepared for, for such a pandemic, I think was impossible. The question is probably, what can we do to improve in order to be more, better prepared for? Uh, it, it, there is not only one answer, of course. If I look to the Italian market, uh, we are, for example, net importer of raw materials. So even if we think to be more prepared, we cannot change our way to, uh, to, 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 for the, of the crops in Italy. We still remain, even if we, we, we are trying to, uh, to, uh, increase the quantity of raw materials, um, to grow in Italy, but it is impossible. Uh, we have a small garden. We cannot be competitive with the production in many other countries. So we still remain net importer. And I have to say that even if we were not prepared for the pandemic, but after the first few days where we were all, all afraid about the, the risk uh, of shortage of raw materials, uh, both macro uh, raw materials, grains, and so on, but on the, side, on the other side also of micro ingredients. Uh, after the, really, the first day, we had to say that everything has come in the right time. What we need is a better dialogue between the producer of the, of, of the, the, the products like milk, like uh, like animals and the final market, the, the consumer market, because the problem, for example, for uh, for some sectors, was where to sell the product that usually uh, went to export, went to foreign countries. When the flight was stopped, of course, for example, the wonderful. Mozzarella di bufala, the buffalo meat mozzarella, was had no more market, or the part of the market which was the export market was stopped. So we had an, a surplus of uh, production. So probably we need a better dialogue between uh, uh, the first part of the production and the transformation, processing, and distribution. This is what we need. So for the future, what I see 
is a better dialogue along the supply chain. Sure, sure. And that certainly uh, could hold a lot of positives. How long do you think uh, the agricultural sector could feel the impact from COVID-19? Mm -hmm. uh, when we talk of the agricultural sector, uh, we are talking of so many different products. Look to the wine, look to the vegetables, look to the fruit and so on. But look into our sector, the sector where we are involved in. So the meat sector and the dairy sector, meat because we uh, process and sell meat products. And on the other side, dairy sector, because we sell feed to the uh, dairy farmers, uh, probably uh, the impact will be for Italy relative land. I'm positive about the future. I'm for sure positive about the future. But I have to say that, uh, remember that Italy has the, the, the tourism for Italy represents the 13% of our GDP. Imagine that only, only in the last uh, two and a half months, that means the beginning of spring, Eastern time, we have usually in Italy 80 millions, 80 millions tourist presence. If we consider that they eat usually twice a day, that means that we lose in the last weeks around 160 million meals. It means, of course, meat, cheese. Uh, it means uh, uh, processing products like ham. It means wine. So what we lose with tourism, we cannot recover with the uh, consumption of, of the Italian also we can. So, so of course, that's why I think that we need time to go back to the uh, normal situation, to the uh, situation before the pandemic. As every economy has struggled around the globe, when things are safe again, I'm sure you want those tourists back. Well, sure, that's sure. Um, this new experience, the experience of the pandemic, which is the first one for everyone, I think, in the world, in, and, and tells, us, tells us that we can't wait to do things. As Latins said, carpe diem. So the message for all the people listening to us today is don't wait. For the next year, plan to visit Italy. We need everyone's support, really. But here in Italy, we will find culture, history, nature, people who know how to walk in you, and for sure, and the best food in the world. So we wait for you. And what do you want consumers to know about you, about the food supply chain? Uh, I think that what what as I said before, the the um, our our business, our activity has been considered as essential. Uh, that means that uh, I think that really they gave us. Uh, the, 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 the awareness of how important we are for the entire supply chain. We, we were important because we were preparing the food for the Italian. 
the Italian, they, Italian because we are based in Italy, but in the same for uh, the, the industry working in the same sector in the other countries. But we were allowed to work because it was important to bring the food uh, to the uh, to to the people staying home. Uh, and I remember I saw in uh, in the U.S. Uh, a few years ago uh, in a farm in a big farm uh, a shirt with uh, uh, it was written on this shirt um, we are proud. Our family is proud to feed your families. This is really important that our work is, or our job is to feed the people. So we are open to the people. We are, we want to be transparent to the people because they, uh, they, it's right that they know what we do and how we do it. It's really important. We invested in the last year a lot of money in animal welfare, because we believe that better welfare brings to better animals. Sure, better results. Uh, as I said before, to work together with the supply chain, with all the players of our supply chain. And it's the only way I think we can really face the world. I, I want to go back to talk about uh, empathy and a, a sense of family, a sense of community. Is, is there a stronger feeling now that we are all in this together, uh, the agriculture supply chain, the consumers, is there more of a connection now? Uh, well, the sense of family, I think is for us as Italians, uh, at the top of, the, uh, <laughs> of our uh, thoughts. But um, what we, uh, everyone uh, has seen in the last weeks is that everyone is facing the same problem. And probably, probably uh, the mistakes we did is to think that uh, at, at the beginning that the, the coronavirus was a Chinese problem. Then we found it in Italy and then uh, all still everyone talked to Close Italy. But then in a few days, we found it all over Europe, in US, in South America, and so on, all over the world. So probably we need to share more information. Uh, and, and sharing more information, probably we could have less victims. So the, the method is that when we have difficulties like this, we need to uh, face difficulties together. Okay, what we have seen in Italy is that we had a lot of volunteers helping families in difficulties, uh, helping older people living alone, so without having the possibility to go out also for shopping. So, really, what we Notice in, in the last week is this kind of uh, mutual help to the other people, sure. So different level, family level, private level, or at the highest level uh, between different counties. Yes, I think that we have to see all these things more in a community way. Well, Veronesi is a family company, is that correct? 
Yes, it is. It is. It's still now after 62 years. It's still a family company, uh, and and uh, it is founded by Apollinaire Veronese said, uh, managed by the five five sons uh, after that. And now we have the third generation in charge. So actually, the president is one representative of the third generation of Veronese, but still now uh, a family company. Yes, it is. Alltech is also a family company, so we, we certainly have that in common. Mr. Massimo Zanin, thank you so much for joining us today. Stay safe, stay well. Thank you. Thank you so much. For additional resources on COVID-19, visit Alltech.com. This has been Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.